0: Hi, good evening. My name is Jay Rothman. I am the host of the show. Welcome to Real Men, Real Talk Live. Good evening. Welcome back. My name is Jay but I am, in fact, the host of the show this evening. I'd like to introduce my co-host coming in from all over the globe, Evis Love Heath, the man of the land from down under. He calls Australia home today. Welcome to the studio, Ev. Thanks, as always, my
1: brothers.
0: And we have Mr. Josh Richard coming in south of North America, but north of South America. Welcome to the Americas, Josh Richard. Thank you for joining us
2: so grateful to be here with you guys.
0: And of course, we have Jeff Fasano. He calls Nashville, Tennessee home today. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Good to see you all.
3: Good to see everybody out there tonight. Another week has passed.
0: How's that possible? I really
3: don't know.
0: <laughs> Stopping smell the roses, brothers. and really? smell the roses. Right? So, so, last, so last week, you want to talk about synchronicity. Last week, uh, I realized right before we went live, that uh, two of us were in black and two of us were in the red tones, burgundies. And we showed up this evening and uh, here we are again. We got two in <laughs> turquoise, teal or greens and two in a gray black. Um, this is amazing that we're we are absolutely, we're not communicating. It's not important enough for us to do that on Real Men Real Talk. Yet we are somehow, we are connecting energetically in advance and we are We're dressing uh, two for two.
3: It's the the fifth-dimensional wardrobe stylist.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That, That's got some vibe to that, Jeff. I like that. I do like that. Fifth-dimensional wardrobe style. Wow. Oof.
0: Josh Richard, this evening uh, you're where, where? What space are you when You look like you're sitting somewhere in a in a in a UFO of some sort.
3: <laughs> Gilligan's Island. He looks like he's on Gilligan's Island. That's true. That's true. What, where, got, where are you? Where?
2: I got special permission, uh, and it is a special evening because I got uh, the yoga shala at the Aminsala, uh Eco Resort and Spa has given me the yoga shala to do the the show from. Wow. And it's also our last night in Tulum. And uh, and it's the last night of all of the sort of on-location principled photography for the documentary that I've been shooting and working on uh, so diligently these past four months or before that. So there's a lot of special things happening right now. And uh, I'm just so grateful to have this big, vast, beautiful Very, very meditative, wonderful space.
0: Beautiful. That's uh, that's an awesome space you got there. And I believe you're also doing some shooting tonight while we're live so that this show episode will in fact make it into the documentary.
2: It will, it will. So welcome all of you guys. Post your comments and let's get wild. Right. (laughs) I didn't sign the... uh the waivers? No, the waiver? <laughs> it's in the mail, where, Jeff.
1: Yeah, where, where, where's my freedom, brother?
2: Really? Where's my
3: freedom?
2: <laughs> the man I'm trying to keep you down.
0: So yeah. while we're waiting for the viewers to, to join us live, um, I want to thank all of you viewers and listeners for joining us this, this evening. If you should hear something that you like or love, would love, please, I invite you to tap your love button on your monitor and light us up. Also, if you should have any questions or comments that come through, drop them down in in the comment section. We'll do our best to uh, acknowledge as many comments and questions that we're able to. As we uh, jump into tonight's hot topic last week, it was what wakes you up in the morning? And tonight's topic is all about freedom. What does freedom mean to us as men? as uh, we are, have entered, uh, just wrapping up Q1, quarter one of 2021, and the question still remains, are you the one, are you ready to be the one to break through, to break free, to enter freedom? What does that mean? Uh, how does it impact you? What is holding you back from experiencing freedom? What does freedom truly mean? Is it, uh, is it political freedom? Is it physical freedom? Is it emotional freedom? Is it mental? Sexual, spiritual, what is freedom mean to you today? Uh, is it career even? Is it—is it, is it st- saying I'm done, no thank you, no mas, no more, I'm out, I am resigning, I am quitting my job, I'm done. I'm gonna, it's time for me to take care of myself. It could be all of those things or it could be something else. So without further ado, and since you are in the top shelf, you're in a top level in this moment, um, I'd like to invite you to warm us up and kick us off on all things freedom
1: Beautiful my brother beautiful intro and as always my brothers and my sisters Here on the other side of the pond from the land down under. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all your support Obviously without you guys, uh, remember will talk live and be up here And we wouldn't be what we are without you. So we really appreciate you my brothers and sisters and uh, I did a quick video this morning. Just uh, a quick promo to really start flirting with this idea of freedom. And um, I've actually come up in a couple of events this week, which is actually question freedom and what it really does mean to a lot of people. I came from the grocery stores this morning as well, and um, I actually asked a young couple if they're watching on the episode, really thank you for uh, answering a couple of the questions. And I hit them up with the topic that was just outside of our grocery store Um, They were doing a a charity run for a particular charity here in the land down under, Um, and I asked them what their idea of freedom was, and, you know, they paused for quite a while. They paused. They didn't really know how to answer what that definition of freedom is, and when I sort of started to, you know, flirt with a couple of ideas of what freedom meant to me, it started to sort of resonate more with them, and I think So many of us, just like those two beautiful people that I'm talking to this morning, we've really grown up in the old paradigm, in the old system, where much of our idea, much of our consciousness, awareness of personal freedom may have been pertained to uh, political, like Jay was saying at the start, or something to do with human rights. And, um, you know, how... Our actions, how our choices can impede others, and how does that infringe others? If we have, you know, does do we take responsibility for those actions and choices that we make within our lives? Now, one that's always stood out with me uh, with freedom is a a more autonomous way of looking at it, more philosophical way. And I'm pretty sure. I apologize. We have the name again. Ayn Rand says something like, to not expect anything as freedom, to not depend on anything or freedom. And the other thing to top on that for me was to mm-hmm. not fear anything. So I think for many of us to really understand and, like I said, start really communicating with this idea about freedom, we have to understand and understand to ourselves the very definition of what freedom is to ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. what do you want to do in your life, my brothers and sisters? How do you want to feel? And what are the things that you want to overcome within your life? I said this in the video this morning. If I was to come into your room right now, or whoever's at your place right now, someone to walk into your room, could you define a few of those questions that I've just asked? Why does that have to do with freedom and how can we really navigate to really get through and break through, like Jay said, to freedom in being able to really live out our best possible lives? Well, tonight here with my brothers and sisters on Real Men Real Talk Live. I know we're gonna dive in deep because I wanna get down to the very root of what this word freedom means to us, mm-hmm. how we might be tested over the next few years. Because if you haven't seen in the last year, my brothers and sisters, your freedom is slowly being pulled away. Yeah, it's been slowly pulled away. But are you aware enough to be able to take back your personal freedom to, mm-hmm. like I said, live out that best possible version of yourself? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Love that. Ev, uh, mm-hmm. as, uh, as we take a moment to process what you just shared, I w- I'd like to welcome Frankie uh, to our to Real Men Real Talk live live stream tonight. He says, hi, I am a new viewer from Australia. Freedom to me would be not to be worrying about what everyone thinks all the time and being in the present. I find it extremely hard to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. Freddie, uh, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And we will do our best to break that down um, to maybe provide some tips and t- tricks for you and tools on, on how to, uh, to remain present. What, what is it that takes us out of the present? And what can we do to bring ourselves back into the moment so that we can experience what the, uh, what the emotions and our feelings behind freedom feel like? Uh, but uh, Jeff, what do you make of what Ev just shared and or welcome to jump in on Frankie's statement here as well?
3: Well, um, Ev, that was perfect to, to kick us off because he touched on so many different areas. We could look at freedom about what's going on outside of ourselves, um, what's happening in the world, um, religious freedom race, cult, all of that freedom is one aspect of it. But for me, it's really about moving within for your inner personal freedom. And this goes to what Frankie uh, was just asking. It's really about um, doing your work and moving in and your relationship with yourself. Are you free to be you? Am I free to be me? Am I fully being the best of who I am, uh, and 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 nurturing that to me, it's really Ev Ev said it perfectly, and I think the key to all of this is, uh, and the way to begin this is is for everyone here and everyone who's watching to find freedom for yourself. The way I look at it, it's about it begins with the inner freedom, and the work that we were doing on ourselves, become free of um, past conditioning old paradigms, old wounding, old habits, patterns, and rituals, and moving into a full freedom of the beingness of who we are. Mm -hmm. For me, the the definition of freedom, and we talked about this in our production meeting this week, is really about taking responsibility for ourselves. Mm -hmm. To me, that is what freedom is. If we can move within and fully be who we are, and take responsibility for ourselves through the inner process and the inner work, and we can and we can be in that place in the adult space of taking responsibility for ourselves. That's where it begins mm-hmm. because what's whatever is going on in the 3D outside of ourselves is what's going on in the divine plan of the universe and the divine plan of the world and, the, and our divine plan. So that's happening and that's happening uh, perfectly. It's about how we're going to respond to that from our inner freedom and the beingness of who we are. Mm -hmm. And we come to that place, and that is where the work and the inner work is really, really important. Because if we're taking full responsibility for ourselves, we don't need to look outside of ourselves and blame the government, blame this politician, and blame what's going on outside of them. They're taking away my freedom, are they? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are they really taking away your inner personal freedom to be who you are? Or are you still looking outside of yourself and blaming others outside of yourself that you're taking away my freedom? It's really about the inner, it's about inner freedom of being who we are. You know, uh, Jeff, uh, I just going to jump
0: in here because it's interesting that tonight's topic is on freedom and uh, we have just been restricted by Facebook. They're not allowing me to share out these, uh, the live stream right now. I'm not sure why, other than perhaps it's been flagged because of the topic, um, which is this is not a political show. We do not. Uh, we, have, we have stayed far away from current events in politics. We're all about talking about the topics that you don't hear in a locker room or the boardroom. So all we can do at this moment is ask you viewers to please share this our show out tonight in your whatever groups you are associated with that are relevant to uh, healing mind, body and soul, coming home uh, on your personal page, whatever you can do because uh, I'm not even able to share it out um, to my personal page not a big deal because this is right where the universe wants us to be just feeding coming in live from real men real talk live and we get to work on acceptance and in this moment it's good enough however you can do your part to help us share our uh our our conversation our episode this evening we appreciate you and love you for that and frankie frankie from australia i just put it together you are katrina's brother so we got a family affair going on from Vancouver Island, British Columbia, all the way back home to Australia. Last week, I believe your mom joined us. So we just absolutely love you and your family. And hopefully you'll hear something tonight that uh, resonates with you. And, and uh, we'll see you again on, a, on a, another episode. Josh Richard, coming in somewhere south of North America. Uh, what do you make about this whole topic on freedom? What does it mean to you today? What did it mean to you in the past? And um, what do you make of all of it?
2: Well yeah, I'll, I'll jump in later on what it means for me today because uh, I'm, I'm going through some freedom issues <laughs> of my own personal making. Um, but I, I wanted to address uh, Frankie's question real quick because it just popped in my head as I was thinking about it in myself and relating to what he said on how I you know used to be so caught up in what other people thought and I couldn't even like cross the street. Without thinking that all the people in the cars were watching me, and I should walk upright and and you know and look confident, I was I was so stuck in my head all the time on what people thought of me, to the point where I was terrified to show any vulnerability or any of my private life, and it took a uh, it actually took a breakup uh, about a decade ago. Uh, of which I, we've talked about it in the cheating episode, I cheated and uh, that ex made it very public to all of my friend group, which was the last thing I ever wanted. And I was also abusing alcohol at that time because of my business was uh, imploding and I was using alcohol to numb and I ended up going to rehab of which my ex also made that public to everyone. So my worst if you would ask me what my worst nightmare in the whole world would be was that everybody in my entire friend group finding out about both of those things i was very private before and i tried to control what uh i guess sort of what what went out outward in the broadband of my life and in the broadcasting of my life and all of that was stripped away, that control was stripped away from me, and she blasted out all of my dirty secrets to everyone. Mm. And an interesting thing happened in all during all of this. When my worst nightmare happened, I finally felt free. Mm. Um, it was finally like I didn't have to worry about it anymore. And everybody just knew. They knew my shit. They knew all of it. And the Mm -hmm. friends that stayed next to me and stayed with me stayed. And the friends that didn't, didn't. And life kept going. And Mm -hmm. honestly, having my worst nightmare actually happen was Mm -hmm. the best and most freeing thing that's ever happened. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: It was terrifying and so beautiful all at the same time. Mm -hmm. Amazing brother, amazing man. Yeah, that, that was freedom. That was true freedom.
1: Mm. Powerful, brother. powerful.
3: Yeah, letting. Yeah, I mean, just think about all the things that that we hold. Excuse me. We hold in uh, the things that we hide behind, the things that um, we judge and shame about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Usually, yep. that's going to pop up in the world. Eventually, I mean, all the things that we judge and shame ourselves about, you know, and, and it's the old adage, you know, what are our, our biggest fears? If, we're, if yeah. we're, we have these huge fears about something, ultimately, the universe is going to put that, the, our greatest fear right in front of our face. Yeah. Right. You, you, great.
1: You're hitting it on the spot there, brothers. And, you know, what you're talking about, there are some of these roadblocks or some of these blocks that really stop us from really gaining this personal freedom within our lives. You know, you're talking about that guilt and shame, Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, for many people that I help, it's this lack of self-confidence, a uh, block within their life, which can cause, you know, procrastination, massive one on people wanting to really go on and do what they really want to do in life. Well, the big one that, as we know, really coming up in today's world, toxic relationships, man. You know, have have you got your personal freedom? Like, do you have the strength to be able to leave a relationship that you know very well is not right for you? Or because you're so insecure or because you don't have self-confidence, you don't have the ability or the strength to actually let go of that particular relationship. Mm -hmm. So that's why I keep going back to what I said initially in the introduction we need to really define what personal freedom is to us and freedom. Are they two separate things? Yeah. And then when we can, you know, uh, really outline some of those things that I've just dropped with that lack of self-confidence, the guilt, the shame, all of the other stuff within the toxic relationships uh, that lead to addiction, codependency, um, then we can start really toying around with how that is linked to our personal freedom. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. How mm-hmm. that makes sense? How that make sense?
3: Yeah, it it it. it I think it, within this show, the biggest thing for all of us is about personal freedom. You know, Hopefully. it's it's all about personal freedom. Do you do do we feel free inside of ourselves to be ourselves to express ourselves? It's it's. We're not talking about what's ha Like I said, what's happening in the world out there. It's not about out there. What we're talking about is: are do you feel free to be who you are, and in, inside of ourselves? Like Ev just said, it in 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 some sort of codependent relationship or a toxic relationship, and you're still in it. Is there where it's not about that person holding you hostage anywhere? We're talking about personal inner freedom within ourselves.
2: mm Hmm. It's so important. It's everything. Yeah. And then, then when we do feel free to to speak our minds, uh, do what we want to do, whatever, then you get that confidence that Ev's talking about, you know, and and you don't care what other people think and you can let that go. And it also frees up so much of this mental yeah. uh, bandwidth that you spend considering what all everybody else in your life thinks of what you're doing or saying or being or wearing or whatever, you know, it's that, that bandwidth just, you only have so much. And if you're burning it on stuff like that, then you're missing out on a whole lot of wonderful you time.
0: Yeah. You guys have touched on a lot of different pieces of parts. <laughs> Um I'm going to share a few of my own. I remember, um, While I was still in my marriage, uh, Josh, uh, I can relate to some of what you shared. Um, My wife found out about uh, a very covert addiction that I was struggling with for years. And she made a decision, unknowing to me, to share it with her 12-step program. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: it rocked my world. Um, But in the end, it actually really helped me because it, you know, as Jazz said uh, in a comment a few minutes ago, you're only as sick as your secret. And once the secret was not only out in my family, it was disclosed to my children, but also a couple hundred people in the local community. Um, it really was close to my rock bottom. Mm-hmm. And not only am my, of course I was mortified Emotionally, my ego took a a pretty good hit. But it all needed to happen that way. It all needed to come down that way. And what I got to do early on in my healing journey was focus on forgiveness for those that uh, showed up just on time to be my teacher. Painful. But it was part of the process Mm. for her, for her own, um, healing journey as well as for me hitting my own bottom of sorts and you know the other the other part i want to touch on is this this whole idea about freedom in relationships i only know one way i have only learned one way to create freedom in relationships it's through it's through boundaries it's through setting healthy boundaries loving boundaries for ourselves and the people, that individual, whoever it may be, if it's a mom, a dad, a sibling, a friend, a partner, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, even a boss. It's about that other individual respecting and honoring us in that boundary. And it's simple, not easy, because every time we set a boundary and most people will resist it, it should be an indication to them that there's a shadow there, there's some work that needs to be done. Um, And we miss that opportunity to actually learn how to honor and respect each other instead we're we're in contrast and resistance to it. I could tell you, as I've shared, I believe on one prior show, the first time I set a boundary with my own mom was just a short two years ago or so. And it changed my relationship. Mm -hmm. with my mom. My relationship is a healthier relationship today because I finally had the courage to say no more, not now, not here, not today, no mas. And and so it's, whether it be a mom or a boyfriend or a girlfriend, anyone that you're in a relationship with, freedom comes. I remember the first time I did that with with my mom and my ex-wife, I remember I celebrated not from like an ego perspective, but I literally was that little boy that I raised my hands up in the air and I screamed out to Mary. I was like, "I, I did it, I freaking did it!" And that was really the beginning of me really, truly experiencing what true freedom in, in a relationship can feel like mm-hmm. is when we finally show up and grow up, mm-hmm. set healthy boundaries for ourselves, and if they're not respected, then we step out. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to step out. It doesn't mean it's forever. I had to do the same thing with my my one of my sons. I shared this on a prior episode where he he was dictating to me what was acceptable for him in our relationship, and I basically said no, it doesn't work that way. Not, mm-hmm. not here. Not today. Not for me. Mm-hmm. And I shared this maybe last month or so ago. As I detached, I said, you know, when you're ready to have a respectful, non judgment. Judgmental relationship with me, I'm in. And I will always love you, but until then, I'm not willing to accept your, your new agreement in our relationship. It's not going to work for me.
4: Mm-hmm. And
0: as I shared about four months later, he came back to me and said, Dad, I can we talk? And I was like, sure. And he's like, I need you. I miss you. I mm-hmm. need you in my life. Mm-hmm. And That's how it can work. And uh, we haven't had an issue since then. It's been a much more respectful, honoring each other type of relationship. So if we want to experience freedom in relationships in our personal life, we can't depend or wait for that other person to bring it to us. It's our responsibility to bring it home to ourselves. What do you make of that, Ev?
1: Mm, 100% brother. 100%. Definitely that responsibility side of things. But, you know, you're touching on that whole idea about going back to that child again. And um, to me, you know, it's so important, and we touch on it most episodes here on that Real Men Real Talk Live with relationships, but really learning, you know, where some of that personal freedom was taken away as a child. Mm -hmm. you got to think, man, uh, you know, for most... Children, you know, I I know I was allowed to run around nude as a baby as a child (laughs) But that very precious thing was taken away from me because I was told then when I went out in public That I had to wear clothes So straight away those little subtle things that happen in your childhood you feel shame for your body This shit gets deep, but when we go back to the very root Mm-hmm. of where our personal freedom may have been taken away when we go back to that childhood some of that shame blame guilt that we're talking about mm-hmm. that we can really get down to the root of why some of these things might overlap and lag into our adult life mm-hmm. so we start to see these beautiful mirrors show up in the form of our beloved
4: mm-hmm.
1: of our other siblings of our co-workers Mm -hmm. of the experiences and events that show up in our lives, but are we aware enough to see some of those, like I've always mentioned, unconscious patterns that have taken away some of the personal freedom? Because when I really went back to the core of some of those things, like I just gave the example of being able to run around nude as a child and then being told to shove these clothes on because you're going out in the public, those little subtle things play a massive part in your adulthood, my brothers and sisters. So yeah, Jay, hundred um, percent, man. But I hope that makes sense in really going back to the yeah. root of where some of this personal freedom is violated from us. I love that
0: example, F. I'm just going to share real briefly. As an adult, it wasn't until I was into my healing journey that I actually stepped onto my first clothing optional beach because yeah. I wanted I wanted to have I wanted to have that experience to know what it would be like now. Of course, when I did it, it wasn't a pack B to it. And not that I knew that it would, it wouldn't be. I believe it was, it was in St. Thomas, uh, the Virgin Islands. I, I hiked out to uh, to what was supposedly a, a clothing optional. And uh, it was uh, it was pretty remote. It was real remote. But I tell you what, I didn't realize it then, but really thinking back now in this moment, it was freedom. And I remember my dad even growing up, my dad always talked about if he had a choice, he would love to have lived on a, some type of a, you know, clothing optional commune uh, because he hated wearing clothing. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if it was a physical uh, or more of an emotional thing for my dad, you know, what was behind that? Of course, he's not alive today to be able to ask him that question. But it's such a beautiful example of how early in our life uh, we are provided with uh, society's uh, boundaries and parameters of what's acceptable, what's healthy, and what's not. And in some, uh, some areas in life, maybe perhaps we don't quite have it right. Um, we're missing an opportunity to really experience all different levels of freedom.
3: Mm-hmm. So
0: well, Jeff, you are going to jump in and say something, I believe.
3: Well, just really quick, what Ev was talking about is our freedom begins when we start to individuate from mom and dad. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the first step. If we're doing some inner work. It's about beginning that individuation process from mom and dad. That's when our freedom, our inner freedom, our personal freedom to move into adulthood begins. Like I've just said, it goes back. It goes back that far. For what we were taught, conditioned, and as we begin to individuate from mom and dad, let go of little Jeff, little Josh, little Jay, little Evis, always looking at mom and dad. And then we start to see that. We start to heal that and move through that. And we individuate into adults. So then what we're really doing is looking at mom and dad as just individuals, people, people who are just people doing the best they can with what they know. That's individuation. That's when we can individuate and be the adult and you know stop looking at mom and dad and blaming and shaming them for where we are in our life. So it's really important, like I said earlier, and as I've just said, go back and begin to individuate it into the adult and be the adult you. That's where personal freedom begins, individuating from mom and dad. Seeing the wounding, seeing the conditioning. Stop blaming and shaming mom and dad. You have to face that stuff. Face those wounds. But you don't have to blame and shame mom and dad for where we are. That's the individuation process.
2: That's what's so important.
3: Josh, what do you make of that statement right there, brother?
2: I just got curious, Jeff. When did, when did you break free then from your folks?
3: It, it began probably around 20 years ago. When I started really going in and, and looking at it and um, getting to the point, uh, and it's it's really interesting what Jay said earlier. Um, I'm gonna make this a uh, sound nice, but as I was working back in New York with with my healer. Um, <laughs> It's similar to I. I laugh because I, it's it's something that that I said to my father on the phone one day, and uh, he was talking and talking and talking, and I it just it started to get to me so deeply, and it was bubbling. I was I remember I was walking. Um, up 85th street to the C train. And I'm, and my father's on the phone. He just was talking and talking and I stopped dead in my tracks and I went, would you shut the hell up? <laughs> but I didn't use the word hell. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and my, and thanks, my, thanks, father, Jeff. my father stopped, <laughs> stopped in a dime and hung up the phone on me. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I just kept on walking. And for some reason, that felt amazing. Mm. This was a long, I mean, this was 15, 16, 17 years. This is a long time ago. So then I, I, the next week, I mean, no, like two days later, and I I go to, to Robert Baker and I tell him that story. And he smiles at me, he looks, he goes, how long have you been wanting to say that? And in that moment, that was little Jeff saying to dad what he felt. And in that moment, it was so freeing Mm. to move into this adult space that, wow, that might not have been the most constructive way of saying it, but it was the, it was the, the, the the anger of the wounded child that said what he had to say i could have been the adult and said dad listen yada 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 but i didn't i just and then it was so freeing mm. and then we talked about it and then about a week later my father called me back and the relationship shifted
0: how how and why what, he, what do you think shifted
3: it it he, he, he just said, you know, that probably wasn't the most appropriate thing to say, but you expressed yourself to me. I got the message and I know where you stand. Wow. So what really happened in that moment, so folks, what we're really doing here, and, and we've spoken about this so many times on this show, I was shifting the relationship I was having with myself. Mm. And my father just mirrored back to me, oh, wow. Mm, beautiful. Man. You're not 12 year old, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Right. You're Jeff, who's 42 years old, however old I was. And but you finally
0: he, had that courage to stand up to
3: your dad, and he heard you. And he heard me, go. and he respected it. Wow.
2: That's huge. So,
3: That's so what really happened? is I took ownership of myself mm. set a, a very coarse boundary there. And I moved from little Jeff into adult Jeff. And even the conversation with my father after that was more on an adult level than it had ever been before. That's, yeah. that's when we take back our, our freedom and move into the freedom of
2: being who we are. Beautiful, brother. Amazing, Wow. yeah. yeah
0: I wanna uh, I want just take a moment here, Jeff, to just really pause and take a nice deep breath with you. invite yeah. you to take one with me. Just so that we can honor you. You know, I know it's about 20 years ago that you had that opportunity to experience freedom for the first time with your dad as an adult.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And I know your dad's no longer alive, but he's still with you. And um, I thank you, Jeff, for sharing that, that mm-hmm. moment of vulnerability and hope for, for those that may have not had the courage yet to step up and uh, stand up to, for themselves, to a loved one, especially a parent that we've got decades of a relationship with Um, Russ Birchfield says working through a trigger is a way to move beyond old wounds. And, you know, that's an interesting statement that Russ says um, because we, we get, we get triggered by so many moments in our relationships and really it really comes down to are we really taking advantage of that growth opportunity or are we wasting it. How do we not waste those growth opportunities? That's the question I'm proposing in this moment.
4: Mm.
0: How do we, what do we do differently so that we don't just like acknowledge that I've been triggered again, but what do we do differently so that we can heal what is the shadow behind that trigger so that we no longer, Accept unacceptable behavior in our relationships. That's a beautiful statement Russ Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And it's just a question I'm putting out to the group. Who wants to jump in and jump on this
1: one
3: Who is he being triggered by? (laughs) But
1: again, I think I'm just going to tap and go straight back in about Emotions, you know that a trigger is really stimulated or triggering some sort of emotion Mm -hmm. Some sort of memory in your past Mm -hmm so are you willing within that trigger to sit with it and process through it this time
4: mm-hmm.
1: or do we numb ourselves do we try and you know go into another relationship that brings the same energy or do we actually work through it mm-hmm. so again really understanding this emotional intelligence that some of these triggers are coming up within our own worlds
2: Hmm. Hmm. And I'll, I'll, you said it beautifully. I'll, I'll piggyback on that as well. Is that <clears throat> in that in that moment when you when you are able to separate yourself from that and that emotion and say, wait a minute, what's going on? Is that that curiosity um, to examine that in the moment from a non-emotional place to separate from that emotion and look at it as an object and say, what's this about? What's underneath this rock? That uh, <laughs> you know what, what what's really mm-hmm. happening uh, underneath this emotion? Why is this spiking my my emotions right now? What's going on? What may be an old story I'm telling myself, or an old story that's being offended right now? And how can we how can we look at this from a different angle?
3: Mm-hmm. It is it, it's triggering old wounds. That's what the trigger is. Totally, it's just triggering an old wound, an old behavior, an old, more than likely an old memory.
2: Mm -hmm. And does it serve us? We can ask the question, does this serve us anymore as our Mm -hmm. adult self and as our, you know, separated from our brain in that moment or our emotions in that moment say, does this serve us? And do I want to carry this for years to come?
1: Yeah. And that's why it's so important to really define what personal freedom is to you as an individual. Yep.
3: Yeah. That's the beginning, man. Mm-hmm. Have, that is the beginning that, I was going to say that before we, we went on the air is, is that's, that's the beginning and do it spontaneously what is freedom to me and write that down mm-hmm. and really go into it and do it spontaneously you, I've done that and you might really be surprised at what comes out if you're, really? being, if you're being honest with yourself
2: yeah. <laughs> he, I never, there? I've never done it, Jeff, and I can tell you right now I need to. Yeah.
1: It's a great, great exercise, Josh. Great, great exercise.
3: exercise. Do it spontaneously. Close your eyes right at the top of the page. What is freedom to me? And open your eyes and just write whatever comes through. It, I've done it, and I've done it a couple of times in my process. It's, yeah. it's, it'll be. It's a great place to begin.
2: Wow. Powerful.
3: Yep. Define freedom, freedom for yourself. And you what you'll see is if you're looking outside of yourself or if you're looking within. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
0: hmm. 100%. 100%. We, we've got uh, so many viewers that the, the stream is just flowing with comments. Oh, and uh, want to just take another moment to welcome our viewers and listeners. If you're coming in live, thank you for joining us. If you're coming in on replay, you're right on time, your time. If you should have any questions that you'd like us to uh, to jump on, please drop it in the comments. Otherwise, we invite you to share the show out. If you have found some good information in here, we want to share it with friends or relatives, as Katrina May has done. She's invited her family members in. To Real Men, Real Talk Live. And we're we're so honored and appreciate you so much for sharing the show out. Um, I want to share this. I haven't even read it yet, but I know it's going to be another good one from Russ Birchfield coming in from Sedona, Arizona. A friend, and neighbor of mine today. He says, the mother wound has owned me. Not really trusting women.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: Being a little boy, trying to date, get to know women. Believing my messages about being broken and never good enough. Mm-hmm. You will find out and leave me now. Mm-hmm. Russ is uh, a man in his early 50s. So mm-hmm. we're not talking about a 20-something-year-old. We're talking about a beautiful man, a loving man that has so much love to give and receive, yet he, he was hijacked at a young age by his relationship with his mom. Ev? F- or any of you guys want to jump in and maybe share mm. from your perspective a quick uh, <laughs> how can he break that relationship to what was and what no longer is? His mom is not alive today, yet mm. he is still living, has lived in the bondage of that relationship that has prevented him, blocked him from freedom and relationships with women, especially.
1: Mm-hmm. I'd love to. And again, thanks, Russ, brother. Thanks for showing that vulnerability, man. You're lit, man. Um, It goes back to the show where I was saying that so many of us up to this point, my brothers and sisters, we've really resonated love as pain. So we find these relationships that give us these feelings of abandonment if someone walks out of our lives only to mirror some of that wounding that we felt as a child. I've talked about this in previous shows about my personal story in my last relationship, when she walked out with me and showed me the scorecard, I felt abandoned again. I went back to the little Ev. Because as a child, my mum walked out on me, my dad walked out on me at an age where we needed them the most. Mm -hmm. So when we actually start to realise that the, the trigger, like we've talked about, of the emotions, of that feeling of abandonment, is something that only one person can fulfill, my brothers and sisters, and that is you. That is me. Mm -hmm. I came back home to myself. So when you're able to fulfill your own cup like we always talk about, you will start mirroring and aligning and connecting to frequencies that fulfill that love, that true vibration that was always there that wasn't
0: stolen
1: away mm-hmm. from your personal
0: freedom. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you for sharing it. Ev. Russ says, I moved through that today, mm-hmm. I'm
1: free. Well, it, brother. Peace, brother. Beautiful. Fear you, man. Fear you.
0: I want to also uh, post up here. Hamza Musad said, which is best? To die as a good man or to live as a monster? Ooh.
2: Wow. <laughs> That's a whole show. <laughs> I love
3: it. <laughs> well, we have to define monster.
0: Yeah. Well, we could also define what is a good man.
3: All right? right. <laughs> Both sound like a trap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what is a good man? more pace.
1: detail down. Down. more this. detail bro more detail not care of
3: everybody else's needs being the neither good of those sound free
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, i'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll challenge that Josh I'll I'll tell you why in my own in my own world in my own mind when i hit my rock bottom at age 54 i had become that monster mm-hmm. i most of my relationships were was shipwrecked. My health was hours from death. Emotionally, mentally, physically and spiritually, I was bankrupt. But what I knew was that I had that moment of clarity in a hospital when I really scanned my life and realized that I was that monster. I knew who I had become and I hated that man. But I also knew that I had lost myself and I didn't know who I was. And so through that healing journey, through that discovery journey of self discovery and self love, I, be- I believe I've become that good man today.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And that has been my intention, was to change the trajectory of my life so that when I do pass, my legacy will be different. The story will be different. But the important thing is not to wait to die to have that happen, but to become the good man in the same lifetime that you were that monster.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: That, my friends, is a true definition of freedom. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: I lived it, and today, I love it. Mm -hmm. So thank you. We are approaching the hour. We are 10 minutes from the hour, so it's time for for that part of the show, the segment, Musical and Magical Chairs. You know how it works guys. You each have two or three minutes. I'll put you in a hot seat. I will ask you a question and then you will do your best with vulnerability, honesty, and honor and respect for yourself to answer your question. this question that is directed at you. And so what I'd like to do is Josh Richard i'm gonna swap you and flip you with evis love heath we're keeping the diagonal colors going in this moment here that's real good but um so josh here's your question how can we communicate so that we can be free
2: how can we communicate so we can be free Mm-hmm. Well, f- first, like Jeff said, we got to come up with a plan. What what are we? What is freedom to us? We can't communicate anything until we put some structure around it for ourselves. Otherwise, we're out there floundering in the ocean. If you got no, if you got no direction to go, then you're sailing anywhere, and you get nowhere. So. And I'm, I'm shocked. I haven't come up with my plan. So Jeff, you're a beautiful man. And thank you for calling me out unknowingly. Mm. And, uh, next we called it early and uh, you, a lot of you guys called it was uh, then we need to communicate that mm. as boundaries um, to others, people important in our lives and stand firmly on those. And then that freedom will start to grow inside of you, that you not only have a plan, uh, you're able to communicate it and put boundaries around that plan and protect it because it's you're worth it. You're worthy of that freedom and of that beautiful destination that you want to sail towards. So communicate it firmly, strongly, stand your ground. You are worth it. Mm-hmm. A thousand percent. Mm. Love it brother. Josh, I I love what you
0: shared. I do wanna also repost with Lisa Fox. Lisa, welcome to the show this evening. So, so good to see you tonight. She said something here that actually uh, brought something up for me. She talks about communicating honestly Mm. is freedom. Mm. That is one of the most profound statements I have been reminded of in a long time because when I hit my bottom, Part of, part of me having to rebirth myself as a man, that monster was that I, I didn't have really much of a moral compass in my life by the time I, I woke up. I had lived a life of a lot of deceit, lies, cheating, stealing, dishonesty. Yes, that's true, all of it. And it wasn't until I surrendered and really one of my number one intentions was that I had to be willing to communicate honestly in all of my relationships, no matter what, no matter what it meant, to the point when I communicated to my son that it wasn't going to work for me, what he was demanding from me. And I was willing to lose that relationship in that moment. I needed to detach, and I had to be okay with that. And that's all part of what I refer to as showing up and growing up. So, Lisa, thank you for bringing that back. That, for me, in my first year of, of healing, truly was the first time I was ever in my life able to experience the, the, the physical and emotional impact of what honesty can bring me that experience to, which is freedom. So thank you for reminding me of that.
2: Mm-hmm. And yeah, Real quick, Jay, I want to piggyback on that. The earlier comment about um, being the good, the good man, the reason I spoke of that as a negative, and, and Jeff, I already see you nodding, <laughs> uh, <laughs> is because I was told to be the good man.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: At, and that often meant not being honest. Right. Yep. And often meant uh, not telling others how you feel. Mm-hmm. because you're supposed to be the good person right. and take that on yourself and not make waves and not rock the boat and so yes um being the good man uh was not freedom those were the chains that kept me down yep and mm-hmm. honesty was for sure my freedom
1: yeah yeah love, love, it, love it yeah
0: so if i may josh but what i'm really acknowledging here I don't know about you, Ev, um, but I do know Josh and Jeff and myself, we, we've we all acknowledged on this show now and prior shows that we didn't always lead a, a life of honesty in our relationships and how we communicated and how we felt. And uh, that's why this show works because it's, it's time we be real man, real talk. And so I wanna just take a moment to thank the two of you for acknowledging it tonight and on past shows. This is a powerful issue. This is a profound topic in itself, honesty, for, for, for women who have in fact been impacted by many of us men that didn't know how to show up honestly because we were fearful that if we were honest, we would be perceived as less than, as weak, as not strong. And uh, it's a twisted uh, reality that many of us lived in for decades, as did I. But today, uh, I think I think we can raise our arms in the air and, and scream out freedom. Freedom is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It comes when we change how we show up. Mm-hmm. 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 Beautiful, Jeff Asano. You're up my friend. So here's your question for this evening.
3: What did I really tell my father? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. All right. laughs> Re- can
0: you repeat that? I missed it. What
3: do I, what did I really tell my father on the phone? No, no, no,
0: no. no. I I, uh-huh. I yeah, I could read between the lines. Um Jeff Fasano have you forgiven yourself truly at the deepest levels of your, of your core, of your soul in order to be living in freedom? And
3: if not, what will it take? Mm. Um, that's a work in progress. Thank you. Yeah, now, for me, that's a work in progress because it goes back to being the nice guy. It's it's the nice guy um, uh, syndrome within me that feels that. Um, not. I mean, I say it's a work in progress, but I've really, really worked on this and 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 have been totally honest in relationships going forward. But it's when they're in certain relationships where I wasn't, or like the the situation with my father where i just blurted out something that i've done in in relationships with people because that i would i held it in so long of what i really wanted to say what i where i really wanted to be honest but because of that good guy nice guy thing where i have to take care of you your feelings are more important than my feelings. I don't want to rock the boat. So I'm going to be the nice guy mm-hmm. and I'm going to repress and suppress what I truly want to say, what I'm truly feeling, and my truth within myself. Mm-hmm. There's been times in my life where, like with my father and other people, I've just gotten to that point where it has come out in a rage to someone that. I'm starting to now come to grips and forgive myself for that 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 blasting out in rage at someone like I am so sick and tired. But they would look at me and I had re- suppressed and repressed it. And that's what Josh was just talking about. I really wasn't being honest because I wasn't speaking my truth. I wasn't hiding anything from anybody. I wasn't being dishonest in the relationship that I was having with that person. I was really being dishonest with myself for not speaking my truth because of my wounding that I was here to take care of your feelings first. I was here to take care of your needs first. Your boundaries were more important than mine, meaning you're more important than me. So there wasn't a balance in there. And through all the suppression and repression of that, when I blasted out, I'm coming to grips with forgiving myself for not being honest with myself, not honoring and valuing myself all of these years. So I'm moving into that place of of really honoring and valuing me, which is leading me to be so much more uh, honest and truthful with someone else. Mm-hmm. I'm not deceiving anybody. It's not about cheating on anybody. It's not that. It's the it's if if we are if we're repressing and suppressing what we're feeling, what we need to say based upon taking care of another person, we're really not being honest.
4: Mm-hmm. And
3: that's what I'm learning to be more and more and more and more honest with myself Mm. that I, as the adult, can lovingly express to someone what I'm feeling, what my needs are, what I like, what I don't like, and it's not about them. Beautiful. Love that. And that is so personally freeing that i can without judgment and shame as an adult lovingly communicate to someone hey you know what i'm feeling this hey you know what then we're being honest then we're showing up and that's that's what one of the, that's one of the biggest changes in my life and thus i'm honoring myself and that's freeing myself of need of the suppressing and repressing and a, a part of me that's so important to all of us is is our self-expression and our truth.
1: Beautiful, mm. brother. Beautiful. Oh, 100%, man. Expression and truth, brother. I'm with you. That's for you.
3: That's Josh. Truth,
1: brother. Hey
0: Josh, what's coming up for you right now? Anything?
2: Jeff, our our patterns have been paralleled. Uh,
4: <laughs>
2: we've acknowledged that, uh, and I feel you a thousand percent. Uh, yeah, man. A Thousand percent that yeah. that um, by being nice, we're robbing everybody else of the truth. Yeah. And most importantly, we're robbing ourselves of our truth. Yes. And there is no winner in that, and it's not. A good guy to do that as much as we've been told mm-hmm. and uh i need to work more in this area as well it is it an ongoing as we as we say and we acknowledge that we there's no end right we just keep growing and keep learning deeper and the universe keeps bringing these beautiful wonderful nights like tonight where we can see deeper aha moments and learn from one another and commune and share. And um, it's beautiful. Thank you, Josh.
0: Ev, you're up. (laughs) And so during our production meeting on Tuesday, uh, you actually brought this question to the forefront. And so this is your question what limitations are you putting down subconsciously that blocks your own personal freedom?
1: Mm, mm. Mm. Yeah, man. It's, it's definitely one for so many of us. you know subconsciously, some of these ideas of what's really blocking us, some of these limitations, which I always talk about, now that whole idea of worthiness that Jeff always brings up, that whole idea that I am going to be enough, even if someone does walk out that door, was one that I had to work on vigorously, my brothers.
4: Mm.
1: And, you know, like yourself there too, Josh, I still get the echoes of that. Mm-hmm. And I still have the mirrors that come up within my life to see if I've been able to initiate myself and get past that idea of worthiness, that if someone walks out that door again, that I'm enough to hang out with,
4: mm.
1: that I'm enough to date mm. on my own, that I'm okay alone. You know, we've touched on so many deep, deep topics again within the topics tonight, my brothers and sisters I think we're starting to see that personal freedom isn't really free at all. It's something you've got to earn. It's going to take strength. It's going to take courage to work through some of the things that we've talked about tonight, to earn, to take back that personal freedom of when you were the the young Jay, of when you were the young Jeff, of when you were the young Josh or the little Ev when we were just free to roam around and be who we wanted to be. You know, next week, we come into a time of the year we call the East Star. The East Star, we know the basic story of a person by the name of Asus or Jesus or JC, sacrificed himself on the cross no matter what, forgave those who done it to him, and resurrected three days later. When we come into the year 2021, my brothers and sisters, I've been talking about it, you're going to be the one. 2020, we had the year to clean up and get the 2020 vision back. Why I'll bring in the story about next week because we're going into the Aries, the ram's head. It's you using your own personal power to create this free freedom. Yes. Now I'm going to really break down what that word freedom means to me because when I was able to free my mind, my body, my emotions, my spirit, I was able to free the dome, the free dome is you freeing your own dome, my brothers and sisters. It has nothing to do with the outside or external world. So, as you take some of these tools in tonight from us brothers, one of real men will talk live, and really try to implement some of these things within your own life. Ask yourself, how can I free my dome? What is personal freedom meaning to me? What would that look like in my life? How will it help me overcome the obstacles within my life? Do I have to get past some of these roadblocks that I can now be aware of and take ownership of? Will it get me out of the insecurities of my childhood? Will it get me out of the self-worthiness Will it get me out of my self-value? So I can now start to see that I have personally freed my dome to create personal freedom in my life to express my soul's true purpose. And to Mm. me, my brothers and sisters, that's what I was able to do on my journey of personal freedom. Mm.
2: Mm. Boom. Good night,
3: everybody. Cheers. Mm.
0: Beautiful. Mm. Ev's Love Heath. Bringing it home one more time on Real Man, Real Talk Live. Mm. Mary Kelly mentioned uh, a movie that we uh, picked up this week um, on a computer called Peaceful Warrior. Should highly suggest, uh, if you haven't seen it, watch it. And I can't wait to see it a second time. So I can let it I can pick up what I missed in the first time, a powerful movie about the power of our minds. It's so so deep. And uh, just uh, just watch the movie, check it out. Brilliant movie. It is my turn to uh, to be in, in the hot seat. And so tonight, I'm going to give Jeff a pass so you don't have to come up with <laughs> me. And I'm going to invite Ev uh, to, 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 to tag me back with a question regarding uh, freedom. Whether it be a personal question in my own life or one in general that whatever feels right. I'm ready to receive it.
1: Beautiful, brother. Beautiful. Wow. Joe, the rough man. The wise man. Personal freedom. We all, brother, like I've just described in my little exit from tonight's show, naturally at our deepest core and root of the mind in its fluid nature, and its luminous nature, Mm. we're always free until the social constructs within our lives. What was the one one thing or what is one thing that has been really able to free you of your life up until this point?
0: Hmm. Oh, that's a that's a that's a great question. So I'm in s I'm in a stall tactic right now, so I can process it. Who's got a dog?
3: <laughs> Josh does. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: what is the one thing that has given me freedom is is that what you said in my mind or
1: yeah what's one thing up until this point within your life that's been able to really free you to the man that we see today?
0: Mm, mm, mm. Well, it's uh It's simple, not easy,
1: Mm.
0: but it was surrender. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And one word is surrender.
1: Please elaborate brother.
0: Of course, it's my pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) You know, surrender for me meant that I had to be willing to have courage. courage to begin to learn how to take care of myself. I didn't know how. I was so busy sorting through the trash in my mind, and so focused on being concerned about what other people thought so that I would be loved and appreciated that I created a life of bondage, inner bondage for myself. And so truly freedom began when I surrendered in the hospital in 15 and realized that it no matter, it no longer mattered what other people thought. Mm-hmm. The only thing that mattered was I had to figure out what I needed.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: So that so that I can come home. Mm-hmm. I can come home to that little boy inside, JJ that was waiting a lifetime for someone to see him, to feel him, to understand him, and to love him without conditions, unconditionally. That is what freedom is. Freedom is coming home to yourself, to your soul, to your heart, Mm -hmm. learning how to take care of yourself, how to understand your own self and how to be willing to risk letting people, places and things go in order to honor yourself. That my friends is freedom. Mm -hmm. I know it's possible because I had to be willing to go through that process. I had to be willing to lose everything to gain the only thing that mattered in my life, which was freedom from my own bondage, my own trash in my head, that I didn't know how to turn off or throw out. But once I was willing to surrender, truly surrender, my old belief system that had become so limited that I was in shackles. Emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually. I remember sitting or laying in that hospital bed and having catheters from legs to my neck. Mm. Some pretty wide quarter inch diameter catheters that there was no pain medicine that could relieve the pain I was feeling in that hospital bed, including Mm -hmm. morphine. And laying there and beginning my spiritual awakening and knowing that I needed to feel that pain so that I would never forget how I never wanted to feel again in my life. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I got out of that hospital on day two I had enough drugs and I had enough prescriptions to refill for six weeks or longer. I called up the nurse practitioner at the vascular surgeon's office and I said, what happens if I stop taking my pain meds? She said, oh no, no, you don't wanna do that. I said, but I do. And she said, no, you don't understand. You will be in a lot of pain. And I said, that pain can never, ever feel like the emotional pain I have held on to for my entire life. Mm. Mm. I said, so I'm not risking anything other than feeling pain if I stop taking these pharmaceuticals? And she said, yes. And I said, thank you very much. Have a beautiful day. I hung up the phone and I never took a pain pill again. Mm. Because I needed to feel that physical pain in order to begin healing. Mm -hmm. The true essence of healing, mind, body, and soul. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: And so began that healing journey that brought me home to inner freedom. Mm -hmm. In this moment, I have chills. Mm -hmm. Because I remember it was like it was yesterday.
4: Mm
0: -hmm. And that's good. Mm -hmm. That is one memory I don't want to forget. Mm. That is one memory that I honor for myself.
4: Mm. Mm.
0: Thank you, Ev, for for bringing me back to that moment in time Mm. that gave me true freedom. I I had to feel into the pain so I could be free from it, mind, body, and soul. I love you guys. Awesome show tonight. Yeah. Next week, next week we have a special guest joining us. Jeff, she, uh, you want to introduce her right here, right now, so that we can. Uh, next week's gonna be a powerful show. We have a, we have a female guest joining us. Her name is Don Gallagher. Jeff, take a moment here just to share a little bit about who Dawn Gallagher is and what it is we're going to talk about. If we even want to disclose that, I'll leave that up to
3: you. Yeah, we're not really sure what we're going to be talking about. Um, but Dawn, Dawn is, lives in New York City and she's a former supermodel. Probably everybody will recognize her. She's on many, many magazine covers back in the day and all that good stuff. And she is moving through an amazing ascension process right now and really bringing, finding, her purpose in the world to move outside and affect others, affect others with her story, affect others in relationships, and really, really moving through this amazing ascension process and bringing herself out into the world and shift to shift and change the live of lives of others. I don't want to totally give everything away, but um, it's going to be a special show because the 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 special part is when she will share her journey, just like Rosie did a while back. And that's gonna be the special part of hearing her journey and how she's come to this uh, wonderful, wonderful um, crossroads in her life to move out and shift into her um, next level in her soul plan.
0: Beautiful. So we're looking forward to having Don uh, join us. She'll be in a production meeting with us on Tuesday, where we will intimately meet Dawn. She is, in fact, was in fact a supermodel. She was on, she she just uh, she was on covers of Cosmopolitan and other magazines back in the 80s, I believe, uh, 84. I think I saw her on Cosmopolitan magazine, many others, um, well known. Uh, but her life today, I think, is less about being a supermodel. And uh, perhaps we'll uh, we'll learn what she's been up to for the past uh, 20 or 30 years and on her journey of coming home to herself and experiencing, hopefully, what true inner freedom can feel like. Gentlemen, unless you have anything else to say, I'd say it's a wrap.
2: Beautiful show. Thank you, everybody, for watching.
0: Yeah. Gosh, have a safe trip home tomorrow, back to Los Angeles. Uh, um, May peace be with you all. Thank you, viewers, for joining us on on this episode of Real Man, Real Talk Live. We'll catch you next week. Till now, peace and blessings.